I've seen it take a toll and be harmful I've seen what it can do when I got both of my arms full But still continue to pile more on my back though I learned at a young age If you wanna do something impactful Then you gotta be willing to sacrifice And really go after it With everything that you have Cause if you don't, it ain't never gonna happen Listen, gotta prevail, gotta excel Think I hit my peak, no I just started climbing a hill Kill or be killed Well, if that's the way that you fail I hope you know you about to get the raw end of the deal I need to meditate I ain't got no room to grow I would never say Conversations with the Lord should be every day Reconnecting with my core, get my head on straight Playing on my downfall, let her on Pray Resume Check the resume Set the pace, I don't hesitate Yeah, just get it done, let me demonstrate Demonstrate, demonstrate Let it soak in, let it resonate Blood, sweat, and tears on the 808s See I'm praying on my downfall Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coast to Coast. Um, if if things feel a little different, uh, it is because the Buffalo Bills have won their fourth AFC East championship in a row. Um, sorry, Miami. You know, just got to be a little quicker than that. Uh, you had it for so long, for so long, and. You squandered it. But anyway, Beyond, what's up, man? How doing you doing, great, Whittle. I'm doing great. How about you, Whittle? You know, you know it's funny. Man, it there's, feels there's good, talk. Man. I just had to shine it, a light it, on myself. You know what, Whittle? I, I told some of the younger Bills fans, right, because you and I are old enough to remember this. You know, we talk about the glory years a lot. You know, Buffalo, Jim Kelly, Thurman, Reed. They also, you know, from 88 to 91, we won four straight AFC's titles. I mean, this is the kind of run we're in right now. Just all we need is a couple right. Super Bowl bursts and even a win to eclipse it. So I just told them, you know, this is another glory time right now for us, right? Right now. You're in it right this minute. So savor it, love it, and we're on to the playoffs again. And, and what a run to finish the season, five in a row. I mean, we all knew deep down inside, Whittle, we knew we could do it, but of course, we probably all had some self-doubts at times and things the way we were going at 6-6, six and six, but what an incredible job by the staff and, and everybody up and down. Yeah. Um, over the last, uh, what was it, six weeks of the season, we've given up 16 points per game defensively. Um, you know, the offense is, is taking off. It's uh, – Giving we we're getting a lot of um, we're getting a little bit of the uh, a mixture of, of the run and the pass. Uh, it's not just all about Josh Allen. It, it is now actually complimentary football. We say, I feel like we say this every week, but we didn't have this man. Like when when it comes to the AFC East title, it's it's almost at this point like all right, that's not enough. But I still think that it's important to celebrate four in a row. Um, that's difficult. Not many teams do it. The AFC, I mean, the NFC East, they never have repeat champions, right? Mm -hmm. um, the North, it was, 
it was the the Vikings and then the Packers and um, you know this year the Lions finally you know stepped up and got it. The Chiefs have been dominating their division. Tampa Bay is at I think three in a row mm-hmm. in the South. You know the West is like they flip between the 49ers and the the Rams and the Cardinals make you know they make their play mm-hmm. at, at, at you know here and there. So mm-hmm. you know it, it, while while what we've done is not enough, it's not to be trifled as you know just whatever because for a span of seventeen years we weren't celebrating these, we weren't winning these. You know we were we were we were um, going home. You know we were playing our sixteen games and 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 doing mock drafts. So it's mm-hmm. it's nice. It's nice to consistently be in the playoffs. Um, it's nice to consistently win the division. It's nice to establish uh, some continuity, some uh, consistency. And it was nice to establish 14 again, right? Like, I, oh, I was absolutely. I was happy to see Dick catch some balls, bro. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. We, it, he's so he's so important to this team in so many levels, right? And we saw, you know, we even saw some of the leadership on the sidelines, how he was pepping up Josh, Josh at the end. So this is what good teams do, right? Finish this game out, right? Go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hear a lot of stuff about Diggs, and I think, you know, to be honest, 98% of it is just it's total garbage, right? And, it, you know, all, all these things that are – I think they're made up for clicks and things like that. I mean, we see what Diggs is really about and, and just getting him back into the flow. I mean, even if, even if Diggs isn't catching, you know, 10 passes for two touchdowns, we just need him involved in this offense in some way. And you just kind of knew it was going to happen. So I'm very confident going forward that, that Diggs is, is just fine. And if Josh hits him on that, what 80 plus yard pass, he would have a monster game against the Dolphins on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I like what I like what what happened this weekend. I, I like what you know. Obviously, we like winning the game. We like winning the division. Um, we like to see the Dolphin fans fall apart. We like to see them question everything that they've been building for the last uh, two to three years. Um, I love that, Josh. I love that Stefan Diggs consistently, consistently. Whoop Jalen Ramsey off the snap every single time he could. I loved it because that was the wild card that they kept talking about. We smoked them 48 to 20, but we didn't have Ramsey. Well, now you have Ramsey. And yes, the game was closer. You know, it shouldn't have been that close. We'll get into that, but yep. Um mm-hmm. it was closer, but man, like. Ramsey can't touch Diggs, man. Like, ah, oh, it's it's not even, it's not even close, bro. It, it's it's pretty, it's pretty evident. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was bad. And, and you know, will don't think for a second that those comments that Ramsey made when Josh was a rookie still don't resonate with Josh about being trash. And I'm sure it even trickles down to Diggs and the rest of the team. Say, listen, okay, we're going to show this guy every single time he steps on the field against Josh Allen. I think the only way that he's safe is if he 
plays for Buffalo. And then, <laughs> and then, and then not even because he's got to get in and practice all week. So exactly. at least it won't be televised. That's the that's right. Saving, man. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, yeah. So Josh, rough first half. Um, very rough first half. Some boneheaded decisions uh, that resulted in turnovers. I, I just – the first turnover, and, and, like, you tell me what you thought. I, I saw the first turnover just as Josh refusing to acquiesce to the defense and just saying, like, I don't care. I'm going to make every play count. And you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just it, – like, that infuriates me so much. He's – I love that he's competitive. I love that he wants to win every single time he steps on the field. I love that he wants to be successful every single time he snaps the football. It just doesn't work that way. You are going to fail sometimes, and it's okay. Throw the ball in the second section of the upper deck instead of a turnover because at least we get three points there. Um the second interception, you had Kincaid. Like, it was dialed up perfectly. They ran a rub route out of trips, formation, weak side. Um, Kincaid was wide open. You could have hit him, bro. He would have got the two yards. We're not even talking about these interceptions at that point. We could be talking about, you know, going into halftime up 17-7 you know, 17-3, whatever. Uh, but instead, he um, looks off the Kincaid route, and then he has a beeline to the to the uh, first down marker, and he doesn't take it. He stops to assess the field again, and then that allows the Miami defenders to catch up to him. I just thought jo- Josh looked disheveled in the first half. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was... I don't know what it was, but he he just he seemed he seemed not himself until the second half. Um, but what we did see in that second half was that deep ball, right? He hits digs with that nice deep ball. Well, um, with Eli, I mean, great coverage by Eli Apple, but you know, heck of a route by by Diggs and the concentration to bring that ball in was. Was I mean I mean it's Stephon Diggs, and um, then he hit Shakir down the field with a deep one. He has Kincaid with Melvin Ingram, and I'm, I'm glad we made Melvin Ingram look stupid. Finally, um, take that because he's been killing us for the last three years. It feels like um, no, it, no, it actually has been the last three years. 2020, mm-hmm. he was in Pittsburgh. He had the strip sack. Mm-hmm. Um, then 2021, he was with. The Chiefs, and he gave Deion Dawkins hell um, with the Chiefs, and then 2022 he's with Miami. Yeah, so uh, we got him back finally. It's about time. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so what did did you see anything from Josh that that stood out to you? Um, you know, from his performance during that game. I, I, a lot of things you've touched on, and I and I completely agree with with just about really everything you're saying, especially about that that second INT. I mean, it's one that 
you know, all day he should just check. And I think he's gotten better at the check down, you know, taking what's there, you know, over the years. I think from where he is now to where he was, let's say in 2020 or even 2021, he's gotten better, but he just needs to get even better at it. And is it, is this a situation with Josh Whittle where his arm is a blessing and a, a little bit of a curse just rolled into one? When you just, when you're blessed with that kind of arm, arm talent, right? You just, and Josh, we all know Josh really wants to win. He wants to make all the plays, right? Is it just something I've come to a, I've come to a, a point where I, I expect one Josh interception like that a game on a deep pass, right? It's just going to happen. I've gotten to that point. You know what I mean? The, and is that something that will he really ever get away from that? But ultimately in the second half, like you said, you see the adjustments, you know, he cleans up this game. He, he gets sharp. I mean, he, how many fourth quarter receptions does Josh have this year? It's, it can't be many, right? I mean, I would say at least what 70% of his interceptions, I think, or at least in the first half, it's got to be that. I got to get the numbers on it just to back yeah, it up. But it, it, it's incredible. Like, he's got one of the longest streaks where he hasn't thrown a pick six for a touchdown. Knock on wood. Four right? years. Yeah, four years, which that, and that says something that there is something to that. And that's adding more context to the Josh turnovers. But like you said, this game really should have been this difficult for us. The way we were moving the ball, the way we were playing defense, especially in the second half. Donna made a great point about how we gave up 57 yards of offense in the second half to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this is the kind of game where we shouldn't have been down 14-7 in the fourth quarter, right? That, And th- these are the things that we know in the back of our mind we can clean up, but we must, especially as we go forward, we're going to play even better opponents and better quarterbacks especially after the first round. Right, right. Um, just to like piggyback off of what you were saying about Josh, um, you know, Josh was 30-38, 359 yards in the air, two touchdowns. Um, he, he, had, he had, I think, another like 70 yards. I mean, it, it, it's so – you said it was. You said is his, his arm tack is his arm talent a gift and a curse? No, I think and and also I'm not willing to accept Josh Allen's um, interceptions as just oh that's just Josh being Josh. I'm not willing to do that because he had ten interceptions in 2020 with over 40 touchdowns. So. He can do it. It's whether he's locked in or not. So um, what was the big difference between 2019 and 2020? Well, in the the offseason between 2020, that's when he, um, you know, he worked worked out with uh, Jordan Palmer. Palmer. At his, you know, at at his facility and and over the uh, offseason and really, you know, tightened his game up. I just think Josh is in lockdown because this summer he was a rock star. He was flying all over the place. He was doing his thing. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, you just you just have to you have to um you have to lock in. Like this is about being great. It's about greatness. You haven't won a Super Bowl yet. You don't have an MVP, you don't have any of the hardware. Lock mm-hmm. in, dude. It's time yep. to lock in. Um, I agree. But but I tell you what, though, um, playoff Josh is usually locked in, 
And if we get playoff Josh from 2021 with this defense, the way that we're playing, this team is not beatable. Mm-hmm. It is not beatable. I agree with Nobody you. Nobody can beat this team if they're doing that. Um, but one thing that can that can sidetrack uh, a, 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 a football team is is injuries. You know, injuries are part of the game, but, um, you know, a lot of – there were some moments this week. There were some moments in this game that, you know, I'm, I'm sure collectively Bill's Mafia was clutching their pearls. Like, oh, my God, not again. When Rasul Douglas went, listen, when Rasul Douglas went down, mm-hmm. I was ner- like, I was nervous. I was, I was scared. I was angry. I was I, I just a, a full range of emotion because like he, he's been a godsend, man. He has been a godsend. Um, I Johnson uh, got a concussion. I mean, I, I love Ty Johnson. We have running back depth. Mm-hmm. Um, Dotson. Uh, did I call him Ty Dotson? It's Ty Johnson. No, you Ty said Johnson. no. You, you said you said Ty Johnson. You're good. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I said Ty Dotson. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I got I got Terrell Dotson on the hand, right? Yeah. Terrell Dotson. Um, Terrell Dotson. Uh, the show. He uh, had a, he sustained a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. It's looking like he'll play though. And yeah. then Gabe Davis had the uh, the knee injury. He uh, potentially sprained uh, a ligament in his knee. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if Gabe is playing or not. Um, but the offense kind of looked better with Gabe on the sideline. Man, I'm not even, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it really did. Sherfield looked good. Um, you know, if Josh looked more comfortable, it was almost like Josh was okay with throwing that. I wonder if that had something to do with it. I wonder if Gabe and Diggs on the field at the same time. Um, inadvertently, Josh had pressure, feels pressure to make sure he gets those guys the football. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's an issue. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know what? You, you know, sometimes when when a guy like Gabe Davis goes out, it just forces Josh to see other guys like Khalil Shakir and and even Trent Sherfield, who, to be perfectly truthful, sometimes I forget he was even on the team this year. He was so invisible at times, and I, and I'm not saying that to be critical of him. It's just he didn't really get a lot of run, and then all of a sudden, you know, he catches the miracle touchdown pass. He made a couple other nice catches, so. I feel like he's capable enough, especially this week against Pittsburgh, where we probably don't need as much of an aerial attack as we would against, like, say, a Kansas City or a Baltimore, or some other teams down the line. I think, I think Sherfield could be sufficient enough in this matchup. So, what do we we had a question in our uh, in our group chat about Rasul Douglas? I mean, do you think uh, from Chris Settle seventy, uh, do you all? Know if Douglas is going to play Sunday or still up in the air. What, what you have any thoughts on no, that? Douglas is gonna, yeah, Douglas is playing. Uh, Douglas yeah. could have came back into the game uh Sunday, okay. um, but unfortunately, you know, we didn't need him. Uh, Dane Jackson, outside of the uh, those two, well, I'm not even gonna, I, I don't even care about the penalty that he got because that saved the touchdown. Um, 
Dave Jackson played pretty well. He he played pretty. I mean, he's we know what to we know what to expect from him. Um, so yeah, like he was fine. Uh, but you but you did mention um, you did mention Sherfield. I thought Sherfield looked good at at, at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's he's an excellent blocker. He knows how to get open in zone coverage. He he knows how to sit down and catch the football and 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 you know make things happen. He's cheap. You know we don't have to pay him a ton of money. Uh, you know he's definitely fast. He can separate. He's faster than Gabe is. That's um, true. So you know maybe Sherfield fits better as a two uh, in this on this team. Um, yeah. Was, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Just about Gabe real quick. I mean, he could hurt it. You know, with that kind of injury, he's going to be really limited, right? And as much as, you know, there are times I like Gabe, I'd rather have a healthy Sherfield right now. 100, 100, right. you know, every day, twice on Sundays, they say, so. And and with Sherfield on the field um, consistently, it's not a scheme. It's not a scheme giveaway whether or not we're running the football. Um, you know, that, that still open things. It still will open things up for Shakir to um, – to, to get some opportunities to catch a football, uh, Don Kincaid, Knox, etc. You know, like those guys are still going to eat, even though Sherfield, uh, even though Davis is not there. Those guys will, those guys will get more targets, and um, you know, and it, it worked out well. I mean, it's Miami, so mm-hmm. I feel like we can't judge the performance that we have against Miami and and expect it to you know carry over to other games because. We always beat Miami, it seems like, so mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, w- I was happy to see uh, Trent Sherfield contribute. And probably, the not, not even probably, the biggest play of the game came from Deontay Hardy. Now, I've been one of the people who have been on his case. Like, this dude, we signed him, we paid him, and he's not giving us anything. He doesn't have the top in speed that McKenzie has. Mm-hmm. Um, he's too small. So even though his legs are moving quick, the guys that are covering his, their legs are moving twice, you know, for every two strides of his is one stride of those guys. So they're mm-hmm. able to keep up with him. He's not separating well either from at the top of his route. So, um, but it was nice to see him be able to contribute, uh, the punt return changed momentum in that game. I think that was the pivotal point. Of the game that that delivered us the 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 win and the uh, the number two seed in the AFC uh, East title yet again. Um, uh, your thoughts on 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 Deontay Hardy? I mean, one of the I mean the, the longest punt return in the history of the franchise. I mean, just to put that in context, right? It was such a it was a shot. Uh, yes, I I, I believe that. yeah, I believe it was over ninety five yards, right? So. Uh, it was just – I agree with you. I think from a psychological standpoint, the fact that we have owned the Dolphins over the last 11 games before this, now it's, what, 11 and 12. I think once we tied that game, mentally you could see it. It uplifted us. We just knew we were winning that game, right? And, and you could sense in Miami that considering how, the, that, how shorthanded they were and how McDermott made the adjustments in the second half defensively and we were moving the ball – I, even a 14-14, I, I was already celebrating in my mind, not not being cocky, but just confident, in, you know, in in us mentally that we're going to take this team out. So it was a massive play. I mean, you see Matthew Smiley, the special teams coordinator, was going crazy. 
probably because partly saying, man, you may have saved my, my, you know what, saved my butt <laughs> for getting fired in this offseason oh, with that kind of run. <laughs> I, I know I may not, but still, he's probably thinking his mind. Thank you, Deontay. You may have saved my bacon at least for another year. So, you know, but we'll see how that goes in the offseason. But just just what a big play and what a great moment for for Hardy. And, and you know, yeah, maybe mentally that'll get him going, Whittle. Sometimes that's what it takes, right? You know, when you yeah. come to a new team and you're trying to find your way and you're just not getting open, you're not making the plays you want. So it'll be interesting to see how he builds off of that going forward to playoffs. Again, I'm not expecting miracles, but if we could just get a play or two for him a game, that would that would be sufficient. Yeah, um, and, and maybe and maybe he's a bigger. Maybe he contributes more next season if he stays. I don't. I don't imagine that he will be back next year. But in the off chance that he is back, you know that'll give the that'll give uh, Joe Brady an entire off season to, to kind of cultivate ways to get him open. But um, before we get to the off season. Uh, we got to talk about the wild card matchup coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town after their uh, their win against the Ravens. They actually swept the Ravens this year. Uh, the Ravens want to tell you that it was their backups, but um, our buddy, friend of the show, Guru, he said he, he already sports Guru already said you're only allowed six injury slots, so you could not. Um, or six inactive, you couldn't you couldn't uh, have more than three inactive on each side. So um, we played. They they basically played against a bunch of starters and a few backups, and they were able to uh, pull that game out. Um, and with us today, um, with us today is one of uh, was one of the members of the six champs, the six champs lounge. Um, Oh, six-time champ lounge. Excuse me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher that. Uh, he's a uh, friend to the show. He, we we met him through spaces. Good overall. Good dude. Um, poor choice in football team, clearly, but nevertheless, uh, coast to coast. Please, let's uh, give a, rare, a warm round of applause for uh, Inshallah. How you doing today, bro? Oh man, you know the intro could have been a little better, but you know, six time <laughs> champ. You know, here we go. You know, how, how y'all doing, man? Good, how you Good, doing, man? How are you? How are you? Ah oh, man, enjoying it, baby. We in the playoffs. Yeah. Th- thanks for coming hey, you got, on, Angela. You, you have toilet paper. You have toilet paper on your uh, collar, bro. That's, oh, that man, it's not even a terrible towel. Let's get that out of here. I actually have a superstitious. I don't touch terrible towels only only on Sundays. Only okay. on Sundays. I, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. You know, I just have the, the, the little yellow bandana, you know, imitated. <laughs> there you go. Right, there right, go. right. All right, so inshallah, man, this is the third. I think we've played you guys, what, three or four times in the last few years? Yeah, um, you know it's uh it's always entertaining, um, whether it's a close game and Josh Allen and or the Buffalo Bills are kind of being chased all over the yard by your defensive line, or you know in the case of last year it's bombs away the bill the Bills look like you know one of the best teams of of the decade. I mean it's it's, it's both ends of the spectrum. Um, what do you expect coming into this game? 
Oh, man, I'm expecting a dog fight. You know, I'm looking at – I'm watching last week, you know, watching the game last week. And, um, you know, you know, you guys, you know, the narrative that Miami Dolphins is just this non-physical team and you just see it during game. You know, you just letting you just letting Josh Allen scramble for the, the first down. And, like, not only did Josh Allen scramble for the first down, y'all ain't even try to tackle him. Like, did you see Cole? Yo, did you see Cole? Just, yo, you made a business decision, man. <laughs> man, I'm like, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. Yeah. I mean, I'm just imagining, like, oh my God, man, if the Steelers are playing right now, I mean, this would have been a dog fight. Um, yeah. I'm expecting this to be a dog fight, especially in the snow. You know, it's going to be some hard nosed football, especially on our end, man. You know, it's going to be a good game. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you know, I agree. I, I, I agree. No, you know, uh, no, inshallah, I just wanted to say for many years, I've been a Bills fan for 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. And if you asked me almost my whole life of being a Bills fan, if there's a team that I can imitate, if there's a franchise that I, I would like to see the Bills be like, it's your team. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Consistent, stable, great fan base. You know, there, there are a lot of parallels to Pittsburgh and Buffalo when it comes to the fans. I, I see it all the time. And, you know, so I, I have a, a healthy respect for the Steelers. I mean, I feel like so many times they count you guys out, and then here we are. We're do, we're doing a podcast with you guys playing us in the playoffs. I mean, a few weeks ago, who who would have even thought that, right? I mean, who would have thought yeah. that we'd be matching up in, in a two seven matchup? Yeah, we was both making mock drafts a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, we're talking about who we're gonna fire, what, what coordinators we're getting, you know. So, mm -hmm. we, absolutely. So, yeah, them five, them five McDermott's bases was going off, man. It was going crazy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Fire McDermott's yeah. face is going crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler Dunn, though. Shout yeah. out to him. Absolutely. We do um actually we do have a question for you, inshallah, from Donna in the group chat. Question if Minka Fitzpatrick comes back for this game, do you expect he'll be back at 100 percent Or are they pushing his return? Like, how do you feel he, he's mm -hmm. at this point right now? He's gonna be hundred percent. Um mm -hmm. I, he could have played last week, he could have played two weeks ago, but they really took his time with that. Um, he wasn't a full like he was a full participant at practice. Um, he, he's going to be ready to go. Him and Demonte Casey, you know, back from suspension. You know, who knows what his uh, who knows what his stamina is going to be. But you know, I, I expect both safeties to be back at one hundred percent. Excellent. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was thinking of when Kate when you said Casey was coming back, and I'm thinking to myself, all right. We're getting a hobble, potentially a hobble, Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, a Casey who's been off for a couple of weeks. Sounds like bombs away to me, man. I mean, <laughs> let's test the safety. Let's see what they got, man. I, that's how I'm looking at it. Okay. Let's test the safety and see what they got. But um, injuries, 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 man. I feel like while there are parallels between the teams, um, you know, the play styles and things like that historically, uh, we also have the coaching uh, parallels where both head coaches went to William and Mary. You know, they're both like no nonsense, uh, very serious, you know, um, stoic, stoic men that are, that run these teams. Um, and I mean, to be honest, the injury bug has, has affected us both. Um, you know, you guys lose. Uh, your your best guy on the defensive side of football, 
we lose our best guy on the defensive side of the football as well. Um, not having T.J. Watt is huge, uh, just like not having Matt Milano is huge. So, um, what like when you when you think about this season, how do you like how do you grade it? How do you look at like you look at the injuries? You look at the performance where you guys were at one point seven and three or six and six and three, whatever it was to, you know, dropping a couple of a tough, dropping a couple of games that you should have won. And then everybody writing you guys off. And then here we are you know, at the end of the year. Um, you guys, are, you guys are in the dance with a chance to, uh, to advance, man. I was Wait, a bar was- right there though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a roller coaster, you know. Even as a Steelers fan, like this isn't nothing new. You know, it really isn't nothing new, but but it, it it's the same thing over and over again. You know, you may have you may have you, you know you may have um times where you're down and out, probably lose two straight, three straight. You know, it's time for you know it's time for the mock drafts. Fire Tomlin, fire Canada, fire whatever coordinator we have. Backs is against the wall. Then Tomlin just surprises you. You know, either we make the playoffs or, or we make a late playoff run. I mean, I should be used to this. I, I really should be used to this, but I'm not. But I'm not. <laughs> you know, but it feels good to finally make the playoffs again. Last year, we was in a similar situation. Unfortunately, the you know, we couldn't get some more help. You know, we couldn't get all the help. Excuse me. We couldn't get all the help and uh, didn't, you know, didn't make the playoffs. This year we made the playoffs, man, and it feels good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we know about the stars, right? We know about the yep. Fitzpatrick's. We know about um, you know, the TJ Watts, Alex Highsmith, uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, NFL Young Boy. We we know about all of the stars. Who are the surprise guys for the Steelers this year? Like that you know the casual fan probably has no idea that that person either exists or you know never paid attention to you know that individual um, and their impact on the Steelers season so far. So who, who would you look at so far and, and say like these guys are studs that you probably never heard of? I'm gonna go with the guy that's gonna be replacing T.J. Watt um, next next week, and I, you know I'm gonna say Nick Herbert uh, the. And actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna say both additions to the depth in Marcus Golden and Nick Herbert. You know, you saw what happened last year. You know, without T.J. Watt, how different that defense looked. You know, the reason why he was so important to the defense is because we didn't have like a lot of depth at that position. This year, switched it up drastically. We drafted Nick Herbert fourth round out of um, Wisconsin. You know, we signed Marcus Golden from free agency. And just now we finally have that stable rotation of pass rushes to where, you know, TJ, Alex Hasselmith can be off the field and we can continue to have good pass rush coming from Nick Herbert, coming from uh, Marcus Golden. Those backups, they've only played 153 snaps, and I believe they still have seven sacks, you know, just as the backups. You know, hats off to those guys for sure. Um, I would say the linebackers before injuries, because we just lost them off. You know, Cole Holcomb was a good addition before he got hurt. Uh, Quan Alexander was a good addition before he got hurt. Uh, Landon Roberts was a great addition before he got hurt. Luckily, he's back now. But, you know, I'm rambling. But mostly Nick Herbert. You know, you know, that kid, 
from from training camp to to preseason to week one up until now. I mean, this guy has been steadily climbing. You know, he didn't get a lot of snaps in the in the in the um in the beginning of the season because Tomlin really doesn't like to play rookies like you know off the gate. Um, but over the time, his snaps increased and his production increased. Man, I think he's already up to three sacks as a rookie, barely get playing time, and now he has the chance to start in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it to Nick Herbert. All right, all right. Um, anybody on the offensive side? Uh, are we talking about just young guys or just anybody in general? No, just just guys that you you mm-hmm. didn't expect to step up. Have have stepped up, you know. Like we want, we want the we want the other we want the the poor Bills Mafia to to have a more intimate knowledge of of their opponent coming up. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jalen Warren. Not that it's a, not that it was expected that he wasn't gonna show up, but how he's shown up. The man, you know, the man is a weapon. I don't consider him, a, you know, running back too. I really consider this man a weapon. You know, back when first half of the season, uh, offensive line was struggling a little bit. Najee Harris was struggling a little bit, you know, just not getting a lot of production. You know, we called Matt Canada terrorist. But Jalen Warren really was the guy that kept us afloat. You know, whether whether it was in a run game, definitely in a pass game. I think averaging five, six yards a clip, um, I believe what's it called, passing game, averaging six, seven yards, you know, um, seven yards of catch, you know, incredible yak, hard to tackle. For a short guy, undrafted free agent, man, I'm tipping my cap to Jalen Warren. You know, first year, I mean, second year, uh, over 1,000 yards, all purpose as an RB2, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's – Oh, by the way, we have a a fan in our our chat uh, for Inshallah. David uh, said – Inshallah is always great to listen to, especially after he said this weekend. Oh, so the trash talk has begun, please. David, do I know this, David? David uh, Gadzo? Yeah, that always in our spaces a lot. Yeah, he's right. in our spaces a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so it already has begun on Wednesday night, so I'm sure it's going to get even more pronounced as we go forward in our spaces. I'm not going oh, 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 to get I'm, into detail. I'm guaranteed. <laughs> We oh yeah, we, you know me and Widow Bills Mafia. We talk a lot of trash. Hey, it's all yeah. it's all it's all a great fun, man. It's oh, all yeah. great fun. Um, how do you feel about um about Mason Rudolph? Your confidence level uh, about where he is at this point and what he's capable of this Sunday? I mean, Mason, you know the guy was drafted in 2018. You know, potentially as the you know franchise you know replacement. Um, didn't really had the best 2019. You know, Ben came back, you know, sat, sat the bench. He started one game, 21. Looked okay. Looked like he, you know, progressed. But, you know, I really didn't, you know, I really didn't have that many high hopes for, you know, for Mason this year um, until, you know, we played the Bengals Christmas night. And and the difference between Kenny and, and Mitch to Mason, number one is, is, is the D-ball. You know, he throws the, you know, the best D-ball out of any quarterback on the roster. Number two, he actually gives the weapons a chance. You know, he actually gives the weapons a chance, game in, game out. 
you know, whether whether it's a completion, incompletion, interception, which he hasn't thrown an interception this week, he's going to give the opportunity for his receivers to make a play. And that's what you want out of your quarterback. Another thing, I really love that this man actually goes through progression after progression after progression. You know, it's one thing to to watch the film and, and peep something you didn't see. Nothing feels better than actually watch it live. Oh, my God. Okay. He's going through one read, two reads, three reads, check down. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's that's what you want to see out, out of your five, six-year guy. We really didn't see that with Kenny. He's like a one read, maybe two read quarterback. Damn sure I didn't see that with Mr. Trubisky. Um, and now that we see that with Mason, I'm I'm really confident for some reason. Mason has me confident as a third-string quarterback to go into Buffalo and get this win. <laughs> hey, I feel good about it. Don't don't give me that look with him. Hey, bro, (laughs) you know, um, so we got another question. Uh, What will the Steelers do to supplement the loss of T.J. Watt? Um, But, you know, uh, again, uh, they they have a collective group of pass rushers who are very, very good. Nick Herbig, I mean – this draft class that the that that the Steelers had, had this past year um, was borderline unfair, man. Uh, Keanu Benton, uh, you know, a, a defensive tackle out of uh, Wisconsin. You know, they picked him up. He was one of my draft crushes, and um, gosh, they got a. Uh, was it uh, what's the kid named Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. He slipped. He slipped down the draft board a bit, but uh, you know that that like, the, you know the kid is a dog if you know who his father. If you know about his dad, you know his dad was a. Well, did his dad? His dad played for the Dolphins, right? Long time uh, Dolphins. Like a year, yeah, yeah, for like a year or two years. Yeah. And then he played for. Uh, they played for y'all, right? Oh yeah. Oh, you know he played for us. For, yeah. for most of his career, but he played with the Dolphins for like a year. Yeah, so um, you know, that's the lineage right there, man. You know, you got the guy coming and he's played well for you. I, I know that the uh preseason expectations were lofty. I think he's meeting them. Um mm-hmm. which is always good to see from a young player. You want to see you, you definitely want to see that. Like one of the things about Rousseau was we know he's not a great pass rusher right now. But he's a great run defender, and he knows how to set the edge. So, as long as I'm seeing that consistently, then I know what's I know what's up when it comes to him. Right? Yeah, you know, Keanu Benton. You know, that's a guy that I mean, that's probably my favorite uh, pick of the class. I mean, you know what I've been knowing you for a minute. You know, we was talking about the draft all draft season long, and yeah, you know, you know, we all know how high you was a Keanu. You know, and that man has shown up and shown out. You know. He hasn't got the sack numbers, um, but he's definitely got the pressures. Um, and I love the kid. You know, now now to answer the question about the, you know, the loss of T.J. Watt, you still have Alex Highsmith. You know, you still have Cam Hayward. You still have Larry Ogunjobi. still got Keanu Ben. I mean, you still have, you know, dominant, a dominant line without a T.J. Watt. You know, you still have that interior pressure that can aggravate a Josh Allen. You know, you know, maybe send five, you know, send five, you know, send six. Hopefully uh, the line, you know, oh, my God, excuse me, long day. You know, hopefully the line doesn't pick up the blitz, force Josh Allen to, you know, throw up a prayer, you know, and then 
interception, turnover, something, you know, as long as, as long as, you know, first quarter, second quarter, we're able to get Josh Allen doing, you know, making mistakes, you know, making him uncomfortable in the pocket. And we capitalize, excuse me, capitalize off the turnovers. I feel good about it. Well, that's, that is an issue for, uh, for me. Like, I, I mean, I know that I know that we we you know I don't expect you to not believe in your team, but mm-hmm. um, expecting the Steelers to come out and kind of you know stick with Buffalo when it comes to uh, putting points on the field. I mean points on the scoreboard. Uh, it just doesn't look that way, man. Like the rankings this year, let me read them off. The Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty seventh in points allowed per points scored per game. The 25th in total yards per game, gained, total yards gained per game. 13th in rushing yards per game, 25th in passing yards per game. Now, outside of that, I mean, like, those numbers are horrible. It's not like, you, you know, you're putting up Zach Wilson numbers, but at the same time, that, like, you know what this could get. You know how this could get. It could get nasty. And you gotta be able to, uh, you gotta be able to roll with the punches, take the uh, take take the friendly advice from from other Bills fans and, and say, you know, you know, I'm just just saying, man, I'm just saying. Hey, I, you so, know, so I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I had one question for you, really quick, just about your offense, right? We another comparison. Is that you know we we moved on from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady and we've seen some some changes offensively in in how we've done things. I was curious just to get a little quick rundown from you. You guys moved on from Matt Canada, who you know we've heard Guru talk about Canada all year and other Steel fans going nuts about him, and I understand it because we understand it. We understand it with Ken Dorsey. So how do you think Eddie Faulkner is doing? I mean, have you seen any subtle changes or big changes that? popped for you since that change yeah so <laughs> um number one we're, we're using motion a lot more uh where you know you you just oh my god utilizing calvin austin utilizing george pickens oh. in the in the jets in the jet sweeps getting these guys a lot more open we're doing different form different uh different running styles you know we was you know we was a uh, zone blocking Excuse me. You know, we was a zone blocking team. Got back into power blocking team. I mean, we've we've been we've been utilizing another thing with Matt Canada. We never had we never had zone beaters. Never had zone beaters. You know, all all of our all of our routes was just strictly man beaters only. Why do we not have any zone beaters? I have no idea. Now, now, I mean, the route route combinations is fluid, very balanced. Um, and then the one thing, one thing that Whittle said that I want to touch on, he was going over the numbers and, you know, this is the NFL season. I mean, it's just so many stories that happen. You know, look at the bills for an example, you guys started off cool, fell off for like a few games down, down and out fired Ken Dorsey, got, you know, elevated Joe Brady. And then you guys ripped off five, six straight. I mean, that's just so many different stories in this season. You know, it, it'll be hard for me to look at numbers going into this week, you know, when, you know, accounts for 
Ken Dorsey numbers or accounting for Matt Canada numbers. When I mean that's that's not the story no more. I can't I can't I I can't look at those numbers no more because that that's not your team anymore. You can't look at Matt Canada's numbers. You can't look at Kenny Pickett numbers because that's not the team right now. I can only judge this Steelers team based off of Mason Rudolph and these three games. And in these three games, he didn't look like the best quarterback in the league. Thirty-eight points, thirty-five points, eighteen points in a pouring rain. I mean, that's that's only the only I can look at. If that makes sense to you, guys. no, that's fair. That, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, look at that. Celtics pulled another one out. Let's go. Go. Let's go. Bleed green, baby. Hey, 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 hey Whittle, Whittle. Hey, Whittle. My Knicks are coming for you. Watch out. We got OG now. We're gonna make another deal. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be I know you saw RG Barrett put up like forty points yesterday. I did, yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll take OG's mm-hmm. D. I, I, we need that more. <laughs> so I don't need OG. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm the Celtics fan. We don't need anything. <laughs> You're the almost champions. And they got and they got and they got Carl Cheffers out there this weekend. So he ain't he ain't blowing the whistle at all. Who y'all played like bully ball? Um we played we played the Timberwolves. We just beat him. For sure. Just got him out the way. Um so all right, this this there's a uh there's a there's a, a a winter advisory um you know warning over this game right so it's supposed to snow it's supposed to be lake effect snow which is worse than um regular snow trust me it is it's fluffy and it feels great mm-hmm. at first until you actually sit down somewhere and you have to stay there bro Dude. it's nasty but i what i expect is the buffalo bills fans to um you know, show out and be there in full force and um and take care of business man you're gonna take care of business now i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned that snow right now when i see that weather you know all i thought of is welcome to my yard you know you know all, all i thought is this this is about to feel like a home game now you know i know buffalo you know buffalo is a is a is a cold you guys are used to it i mean but so am i you know the difference. The difference between you know Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Can't really say it now, but you know we run the football. I would I would say we run the football better than Buffalo right now. Even though you guys are having success in running the football, um, I watched Miami run the football five times in the second half or six times in the second half, and all I could think to myself, if if I was playing right now, I'm not running the football five times in. In, in two quarters, going up 14 to seven or 14, 14, if the score was tied by then, I forgot, you know, but going to 14, seven, I'm going to run the ball in, in the freezing cold. I'm going to, I'm going to wear out Buffalo. Eventually they're going to go down. They're going to drop a safety net. They're going to, you guys are still banged up at linebacker, right? You guys are going to drop yes. another safety. You guys are going to drop another safety. Um, uh, to make up in that run game, and now I got my one-on-one shots, even in the cold. I like my matchup between George Pickens and Rasul Douglas, and I like my matchup with Deontay Johnson. The only issue with that is it's going to be the wind. It's going to be windy. I know Josh Allen has the arm to beat that. Does Mason Rudolph has the arm to beat that? I don't know. Well, there there is wind, and then there's Orchard Park wind, right? That's right. the one thing. I remember years and years ago, and this is, I'm going way back here, but I remember Troy Aikman said after he played in Buffalo for the first time, that's the hardest stadium I've ever played in because I could not gauge that win. I, I just, 
it's like a wind tunnel. It swirls all over the place. And, and again, not, not, not it saying really that. It really is, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's something else. but So I got a question. Sure. Um, I know Buffalo is only, I mean, Buffalo and Pittsburgh is probably, what, three hours away, four hours away? I think it's about maybe four or five by car. I, okay. I've never driven it, but I that's what I've heard. So I, I have a question. What percentage do you think that stadium is going to be? Uh, I'll tell you what. I went to – now, I know this is a while ago, but Whittle, you remember this game. All we needed to do was make the playoffs. Pittsburgh was 14-1. They rested their starters. Some guy by the name of Willie Parker, third string running back, came in. You had Brandon St. Pierre playing quarterback for the Steelers oh, and beat us the last game of the year. And I drove home eight hours to Jersey, the longest flipping ride home ever in Salah, ever true, back to true. New Jersey. But there were so many Steelers fans. I mean, the Steelers always bring it. I mean, yeah. that I don't care where you play in this country. The Steelers are, fans are coming. So we, yeah. we, so, you know, we know that. I would say, what do you think, Whittle? 70-30? 75 25 us what are, you, what are you thinking i don't know man it's a playoff game and we're the number two seed so i i feel like it's going i i think it's going to be a true home game uh maybe they get 10 percent in there i'm sure there'll be a lot of people like the tailgate but i think it's hard to get a ticket i think it's hard to get a ticket to a playoff game in buffalo right now like this so the, season ticket holders, the season ticket holders, they got priority one, right? Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. It all depends on the resale. And we know how much, you know, Ticketmaster now and the exorbitant prices, you know, you're going to get yeah. some yeah. some fans. But I, I think we're going to represent well. But I, I truly expect the Steelers fans to get in that building. I, I wouldn't put it – I'll never put it past them. I don't care what the record is or, or what, especially come playoff time. Yeah, man, I I see. This is you know you know this this playoff run that we're about to make. You know, it really does feel different. You know, it doesn't. You know, a few years ago in twenty one, we was playing the Chiefs. You had Big Ben telling America, "Hey, look, we're not supposed to be there." You know, man, let's just go out and have fun. Everybody else think we're gonna lose. I mean, it 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 just felt disgusting hearing them say that. Um, but now you know this Steelers team. It doesn't feel like, even though we got help. It doesn't feel like we're not supposed to be here. You know, Jacksonville slipped up and you let us in here. You know, and we really feel like we can make a run. We can make a run. Even with, yeah, even I, with the I, red nose reindeer. I'm going to have to put something together, man. Trevor Lawrence is not getting enough slander. But that, that's another story for another time. But, I man, that guy, I, like, bro, it, it, it's crazy. But anyway, um, what what do you what are, what are the two things that have to happen in order for the Steelers to win, to pull this game out? Number one, like, besides 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 a divine intervention, we already took that off the table. For sure, number one, number one, you have to run. You can hear me? Yep, I hear you. Okay, yeah, number one, you have to you have to establish the run all day long, all day long. You have to establish the run. You know. And, and you make them, you make them stack the box. You make them stack the box so you can get your one-on-one -on -one matchups. You have to impose your will all day long. And number two, I don't want to account for Josh Allen turnovers. So what I would say is you have to keep him off the sideline. I'm, I'm sorry, keep him on the sideline. Keep that man on the sideline. You know, you have to go into that game 
saying Josh Allen is about to have a perfect game and beat Josh Allen and throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns and no turnovers. You know, you have to have that mentality. So you go into that game, you know, you run the ball. Excuse me, you know, you run the ball, keep this man off the sideline. Is it supposed, am I predicting a 27-20 win? No, I'm predicting maybe a 21-21-14 win. Okay. Um, I, I I think for Buffalo to win this game, some things have to happen. Some things have to uh, go, you know, like so there's some things that have to happen that haven't happened all, all year. I need Josh Allen to not have a turnover in this game. There is no reason when you are playing as a team that wants to win a game through ball control and on the ground. What's the point of having a Stephon Diggs and a Khalil Shakir if you ain't going to use these guys down the field? So um, I think the I think I want to say that the Steelers definitely have the secondary to challenge what Buffalo is doing. But I don't think they have the individual pieces, man. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I don't see how this – outside of the snow being uh, detrimental to the point that you can't throw the ball, we're, we're putting teams on the sidelines, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't, I just don't see how Buffalo – Buffalo allows this game to uh, get out of get get out of hand. I don't see how Buffalo. Um, I don't see how we allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to come in and beat us in our building. I just don't see it. I just don't see it, man. So uh, uh, I want to see it though, but I, I don't want to see it. Yeah. So you like about the you know I, I low key like y'all, right? You know, like you know about our secondary. You know, I understand the you know the the concern you may have with the secondary. You know, you know you got Minka coming back fully healthy. You know, you got Casey coming back pissed off that he was suspended. And, you know, like mm -hmm. you know, and he's ready to hunt. You know, you got Joey Porter Jr. That's a potential uh, rookie defensive player. You know, after that is where things start. Wallace, who is Levi Wallace going to check? Gabe Davis is you know um, if he's potentially banged up. Uh, she, you know, she, I, I she love cared. that matchup. I love it too for you. <laughs> you know, I love it too for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, um, you know, Shakir. I don't know right now. I don't know who you put on Shakir. You know, I def like the nightmare that real like you know the matchup that literally makes me stay up at night is Dalton Kincaid versus whatever linebacker we have. Like you know that that that's what's gonna terrify me. You know, it, if we're gonna get blown out, is 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 gonna get be because of that. You know, but I can say the same thing about you guys. Um, like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I can say the same thing about your secondary. Uh, I, I, say I, say I, what? I, what? What? What can you say about my secondary? Uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest fans this year. I'm not the biggest fans of Michael Hyde and Jordan Porter. Okay. You know, you know, Dug you know, Rasul Douglas, good corner. I like, you know, I, I like the matchup between him and GP. Um, Deontay Johnson. I'm sorry, who's the other corner? Uh, Dane Jackson. Am I correct? Nah, Christian Benford. Yep. Christian, thank you. And he was actually, he, he actually was pretty good. Yeah, yeah you could just, just call him the soccer dad. That's what we call him. 
Zaka that? <laughs> Who is that for? Because he puts all he puts your receivers in uh puts your receivers in seat belts and, and juice boxes. That's it. <laughs> so so what so what kind of receiver does he um uh does he match up well with? Bro, I all right, so this is something that, and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing, I'm gonna start doing. Um, I'm glad you actually brought this up and asked that question because I'm gonna start doing uh, uh, some content on the individual players, with their background, the type of player that they are, and their uh, you know star player or their mainstream NFL comp. This guy is. Um, He's like a key to leave, but not like physically assaulting people and taking their chains. He's okay. like that though. Dude is so like he's extremely physical. There is there there really isn't a type of receiver that he can't cover because he does a good job on physical receivers. He does a good job when the bigger guys like they had him on AJ Brown a few times, man, and he held his own. Like he held his own. He he did his thing against AJ Brown. I got to give him credit for it. Um, but then you put him against a guy like uh, what's the bro name? Uh, Wad- J- uh yeah, Waddle. And oh, yo, soccer dad, baby, make sure your seatbelts is buckled. Here's your bag. Here's your orange slices, and here's your juice box. Relax. <laughs> Like he really, he gives he he gives receivers hell, man. The secondary in general has been been pretty good all year, to be honest. I mean, there's been some lapses, but overall, man, like we ain't really giving up a lot on the. Uh, we ain't really giving up a lot in the air like that. You you want to attack us? You better do it through the ground. Right, and you guys were pretty good at stopping the run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we're, we're middle of the pack. We're middle of the pack as far as yards allowed. Yeah. Okay. I did have another question for you. And this come this is a two part question from Dog in our chat. And also Donna brought it up earlier, but he was asking what the weak weak link quote in your defense is. And I want to ask you, how do you guys handling how do you cover tight ends and maybe the middle of the field? Because I feel like maybe I think that's going to be a key considering the weather, you know, with our tight ends, Kincaid and, and Knox. Like, how do you feel about your matchup going into that defensively? And if you had a I mean, we obviously know TJ Watts out, but I'm thinking maybe beyond that coverage. Do you have, feel like you have any weak links in your defense? Absolutely, Levi Wallace. Thank you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> little, uh, little, I was waiting to hear that. <laughs> Bro, I remember in the offseason when we were talking about it. It was like, yo, what can you tell me about Levi Wallace? I said, yo, like he's solid, man. You know what you're gonna get out of him. Like what you see is what you get with Levi. Yeah, I tried to tell y'all without telling y'all, man. Like he's... <laughs> so, so last year when we signed him, he was pretty good. You know, he wasn't shut down or whatever you know, like that, but he was solid, just like Whittle said. And then this year, for like the first half of the season, I mean, he was just giving up over a hundred yards a game. Like he he just turned into the worst corner. I don't know if he was just playing hurt or what. He's he's picked it up later into the season. He's been playing a lot better. But he's for sure the weakest link on this defense. Um, but in answer to your other question, I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, wow. Who me? No, beyond he had no. 
you, you had a two-part question. Oh, that was kind of like all together. But or how do you feel about cover? How do you, how do you guys cover tight ends? Because I know I'm looking at Kincaid and Knox as being big keys, just considering the weather and the elements. Maybe our deep game won't be there as much. I mean, how do you how do you guys handle covering tight ends in general? So so not well. Uh, I think we was talking about we was talking to Will earlier. And we was talking about how Trey McBride, Trey McBride torched us. I mean, even last week, Isaiah likely torched us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was just going, you know, you know, with with all of our linebackers just being down, and we're just playing with literally practice squad guys now, guys that was just on the street. You know, we're trying to do a lot of sub packages. You know, maybe Atlanta Roberts and Mark Robinson, they're on rundowns, and now and now passing downs, third downs. We'll you know we'll have a guy like Eric Rowe, or now Mika Fitzpatrick or Demonte Casey. You know, it, it's 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 no one guy that can check a tight end. You know, we just you know no matter depending on where where we are on the field, different subs, different subs, different subs, and I think that's where you guys are gonna kill us if you go no huddle. You know, eliminate us having subs keep this guy on the field, abuse him every single play, that could definitely be an issue with especially with Kincaid, especially with him. I'm having nightmares over that. I I I've really I'm really nervous about Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I wanted to um kind of get into get into this a little bit. Uh I, I don't want to go too heavy access to those, but um I I think that because of the weather and because of the um Ability to get behind the defense from that, from that, from that wide receiver, from that second receiver. I think that defensively, you know, you guys are going to play some, you know, a, a ton of quarters coverage. Um, I think you're going to play a variation of cover two. I think you guys are going to continue to try to keep two over the keep two uh, deep at, at two safeties deep. And it's going to be incumbent upon the, the, the coaches to have to see that and say, all right, it's time to switch it up in real time and let's get a real um you know, let let's let let let's get a let's get a real let's get a real situation going. Like let, let's let's really let's really like shake things up and um attack these guys with the run, uh attack these guys where they where they don't want where they're not strong, which is on the edges, like you guys have some undersized edges, uh, especially with TJ Watt outside now, out of the game. Um, you know, let's let's run the ball off tackle. Let's let James Cook, um, let's let him, you know, make guys miss and, and, and get out there and cause some havoc. Let's force the linebackers to pay attention to what's going on in the backfield. Let's force the safeties to start start taking steps towards the line of scrimmage because they want to protect that second level from getting gashed so bad. And then that is where you take your shot. That is where you attack a Levi Wallace. That's when you attack a JPJ with Stefan Diggs. You know what I'm saying? You gotta but but it's gotta but it's gotta start with running the football. I don't care if they start in the first quarter running QB power off tackle. Let's do it. Whatever it takes to get those safeties down, uh, down near the box, so we can take our shots down the field. I think that's that is where um, that is where you 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 can you can hurt this defense, um, or you can hurt the, uh, the. I think that's where you can we can hurt the Steelers. And on top of that, even if we want to just go, or if you don't want to utilize the quick uh, the run game, 
if it's not working, the footing's not great, the offensive line's not not blocking well, you go to the quick pass game. You know, five, seven-yard hitches, real quick stuff, drag routes, all those different things that piss the uh, defenses off. You throw those at them. You get those guys to start creeping up so they can make a play. Then you then you attack them with your tight end and your running backs. You get your you get your guys lined up on on edge on on guys that are pass rushers, or you get them lined up against uh you know off ball linebackers that really aren't that great in coverage. I I like the weapons that we have, and I like the way that we can use them against a team like the Steelers. I mean, I uh, I agree with about it. Mostly you said um, one thing that I disagree with is I don't know how much success you would have in the run, like in the run game this week. Um, if we're, if we're excluding Nick Herbert, um, we are really good at stopping the run. You know, even when you try to run on, even when you try to run on a um, Alex Hotsmith side, even you know Nick Herbig has been doing a lot better over the over the weeks. At, you know, at stopping the run, we drafted him. He was damn near like a pure pass rusher, you know. But now he's definitely molded into a good. I'm sorry, I wouldn't say good. A, you know, developing run defender. You know, the linebackers right. that we you know the linebackers that we do have specifies in the run game. You know what you said possibly you know could work. You know, you know, running the ball, get you know, get these, get get Atlanta Roberts, get Miles Jack, get uh, Mark Robinson creeping into the backfield, you know, stuff like that. Then, then you got your shots to Dalton Kincaid. You know, I agree with that. You know, nothing, you know, no, nothing you said was wrong on, you know, on that end. I, that's a definitely a possibility. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Beyond, you got anything? No, um, I mean, it, 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 this has been great. Um, you know, it, this is, you know, and Sally, you've been incredible. We've had great comments from Jason and Donna and others saying you, you've been a great guest here. Uh, so you, you're getting tremendous feedback on that. Thank so, you. Thank you. Uh, and we, we really appreciate it. I, you know, we, we always seem to have great Pittsburgh guests on here. That, that That's for sure. So I guess, are, are we at prediction time, Whittle? I mean, is this about the time we, uh, Roll into that, or are we at that point? Ready yeah, man. It. But I just want to say, man, I love the Steelers fans that we, uh, I love the Steelers, Steelers Nation that we met up with uh, through through, uh, through these spaces, man, on on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I now start my conversations after hello with, you know, what twelve personnel is. <laughs> conversations <laughs> over. That's it. You know, so. Guru should get a shirt made like that. You know, uh, he should. <laughs> he really he should. should. <laughs> he really should. Do you know what 12 personnel is? Do you know what 12 personnel is? <laughs> but, um, yeah, score predictions. I'm going to go first to this week. Uh, okay. I think the weather is going to suck. But even with that, I think that Josh Allen is going to end up carrying the, the water for this team and, 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 and getting us down the field enough to get uh, two touchdowns and a bunch of field goals. I'm going um, 23-16 Buffalo. Okay. Um, man, that score, that score, I don't like that score. You know, it sounds like, it sounds like, 
23-17. Is, is that what you said, 23-17? The 23, yeah, 23-16, right? 23-16. Yeah, 23-16, yep. That's a nervous, that's a nervous prediction. That's a nervous prediction. Um, I might flip it. You know, like I said earlier, I, I will go 21, I will go 21-14. 21-14. You know, I, I really think we're going to get it after Josh Allen. Um, you know, with TJ yeah. being out. You know, with TJ being out, you guys are going to, you know, I would say either slide protection out of Alex Highsmith's side, you know, maybe double team, you know, um, Cam Hayward. And that's going to leave Nick Herbert these one-on-one matchups, man. And I really think this is, his, you know, this is his coming out party. Um, you know, I, I honestly believe we're going to run the ball effectively from quarter one to quarter four. But like I said, you know, we're going to keep Josh Allen off the field. And it's going to be a 21-14 score. And the Steelers are going to be the first team in NFL history to win a playoff game as the seventh seed, sir. Seventh seed. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I got a lot of respect for the Steelers, right? We talked about it at the top, right? I, you know, Mike right. Tomlin is an amazing coach, amazing organization, top to bottom, right? But here's why I think the Bills are going to win 27-17, right? It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a little back and forth. I mean, the Steelers are the kind of team. They're just going to do their thing, right? But I do think, you know, this is Mason Rudolph's first playoff start. It's in Buffalo, which is one of the toughest places to win. We have the best record in the 2020s at home. I just think the way we've seen Josh Allen the last few weeks, especially on Sunday night, I feel like this guy and even this team, they're they're going to go all in for this. I think the experience of us being here before, especially over the last few years, will 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 play a factor. I think we'll be able to do. I agree with. I think tight ends are going to have a big game. I think our defense will be able to create at least one or two turnovers. Biggest key too will be ball security from our running backs. Whittle, we need to make sure we're tight there. And even Josh, we got to. You know, we did fumble last week. We got to. He's been much better with that this year. So we got to stay away from that this week but i think we get it done 27 17 we may even score late to get it done but it's going to be a fun game but i think we advance yeah man wow um, it, it's good you know i i, I honestly think like yeah, I, I keep saying honestly but like it's just because i i really feel like we're like you know we can pull we can pull this off um i'm gonna say josh allen will have to look like josh allen um, if he comes, if Josh Allen comes into, um, you know, Buffalo looking like what he looked like last week in the first half, I think it's going to be a long game for you guys. It's going to be a super long game. Oh, I agree. No, I'm, I'm, I, well, I just think that um, – because of the talent deficit between the Steelers and the uh the Bills, and that's not a knock on the Steelers. Like we just we just been rebuilding and, and got had better draft picks than y'all for for a while. So we should be good at some point, right? Um, I, don't know about all, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like I I'm just saying, like, you know, you you guys were competing while we was trying to make the playoffs, you know. Right, so right, we've been we've been right, at this right. rebuilding thing for a minute. Um, and, and, you know, rebuilding, rebuilding your old program comes down to one simple thing. 
did you get the quarterback? Did you did you definitely uh, lock in on the right guy? And uh, there aren't a lot of teams that can say that they have that that guy, but we can. Buffalo can say we have that guy. So um, I expect the snow to definitely hamper our ability to get up and down the field, but um, I don't think it's going to be enough to stop us because guys have been sitting out, guys have been resting, and you know, I, I think they're looking to to, to make a statement. Um, and unfortunately, Saturday, the, unfortunately, it had to be y'all, man. Josh Allen's going to make a statement, and unfortunately, it had to be y'all. Man, I don't, I don't think the, the snow will play a factor for us. You know, you know, we saw yes, well, last week in Baltimore, you know, it's, it's pouring raining. You know, it's two different, you know, two different climates, but it's just pouring raining. And we didn't short the playbook, not once at all. I mean, you're talking about a team that's a run first, a run first, run heavy team with, you know, with this, with this weather. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, welcome to my backyard. You know, um, I, I really think this snow, this weather, this cold, you know, this cold climate is a big advantage for the Steelers. You might be right, man. You might be right. But with that being said, man, we're gonna we're gonna get up out of here. It's it's we're a few minutes past uh ten. Well, actually we're almost twenty minutes past ten. But whatever. We you know, we do this all every week. Uh inshallah, man, the people out there, we, we definitely have some people paying attention to the stream right now. So if you wanna uh drop drop you any information or any ways that they can get get in contact with you, uh, if they want to follow you on Twitter or whatever, you know, now's your time to drop. Whatever you got going on, brother, the floor is yours. Yeah, so two things. Um, a good brother, Guru, say he's going to pack you up at the stadium. Uh, <laughs> you know, he wanted to let you know that. Get ready for that. <laughs> You're going to text him right now. He said that. Uh, <laughs> tell, him to, tell him to pre-roll a few because he's going to need them. Ask him yeah. what uh, J- Jason asked this in the chat earlier. Ask him what 14 personnel is. So, yeah, ask him that question. <laughs> That's victory formation, baby. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, you know, if you want to find my uh, Twitter, it's boss, at BossHogAZ. You know, um, I love Arizona so much. You know, but that's my Twitter handle. Shout out to the six time Champs Lounge, man. And, um, Oh yeah, one more thing. I just wanted to uh I wanna let the world know. It's the Rudolph the red nose right here, baby. <laughs> Coming into Buffalo, baby. Come on yeah, now. We're gonna have to, we have to get the winner soldier to rain them in. Rudolph uh, <laughs> the red nose reindeer at a yeah, somebody, Listen, y'all y'all gonna need y'all gonna need some some magic power to get y'all up out of there. But don't worry, y'all can leave. Y'all can leave in the third quarter like y'all fans will. But uh, anyway, anyway. Guru has also entered the chat. By the way, welcome, Guru. I see you in there. Here we go. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we got to shut it down. But um, yo, this was fun. Inshallah, man. Like you know, you know how we get down, brother. Yes, sir, brother. I appreciate y'all always, OG. 
Inshallah, pleasure to meet man. you, man. Thanks pleasure to meet you. Look forward. You, yeah, look forward to uh, getting spaces work you as we go oh, forward. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be around. Drinking on this game. Oh, yeah. I got. I got a lot of smoke for a couple bills. Uh, I don't yeah. want to say their name on, like, you know, online, but it's a couple of them. I just can't wait to this game. It's over with. Yeah, don't worry. And don't worry, man. We're going to save you a spot on stage uh, for after the game. So yeah, you can go ahead and get that. You can go ahead and get that apology out the way, bro. We don't want to hold your day too much, too, too much time. Uh, but, yeah, again, man, always fun. Um, you know, uh, people – People out, people out there paying attention, man. Listen, y'all know where to find us. We are always going to be here at these dates. Now, um, these dates and time, right? Uh, going forward, we got some. I said we got some stuff kicking off. Uh, I'm trying to figure out this whole link tree and QR code thing, and once I figure that out and get it all up and running, um, you know. If those of you that don't have access to our uh, other content uh, from FFSN, um, you can find it on Apple, you can find it on Sp- uh, Spotify. But if you if you want to be lazy and wait for us to figure it out for you, which is something that I would probably do, uh, we're going to get that together. We're going to get the link tree and the QR code together and, and get all of that set up so you can uh, definitely catch everything that we got going on. We got some excellent concepts coming up that uh, – you know, Bills fans, Bills Mafia, you guys are going to get involved. You guys are going to enjoy this. So, um, you know, what we do is fun for us, but it's it's really to um, it's really to entertain you guys, man. So uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. We appreciate it 100%. Any final words beyond? Well, let's go get it on Sunday, man. It's playoff football. And, you know, I, listen, I don't take it for granted. We saw a 17-year drought. This is the sixth time in seven years we're in. So just sit back and enjoy every minute. That, that's all I got to say. Every minute. And best of luck this weekend, but go, let's go, Bills, and onward and forward we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> Here we go, Steelers. Uh Oh, what happened? Oh, wow. How did that happen? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, we take your mics, baby. You know how we get down. We take your mics. We can't. Right, I believe right. we cutting up way. now. Thank you so yeah, much for joining up us, now. It was yes, great, all, all great segment. Great spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this show is this show is, is, what, is what it is because of the people that come and take a part in it. So we appreciate everybody mm-hmm. in the chat. We always appreciate our guests. Uh, we we try to make sure that we go out and get guests that actually know what they're talking about, not like you know Richard Sherman who says the Josh Allen turnovers because is the reason why the Bills don't have a Super Bowl. No, it's not, guy. Go look at the playoff defense. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Not to get too specific. Um, Le- Levi Wallace, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, we we just appreciate it, man, and. Um, we're going this off the way we always do. Um, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Steelers. They, they're going home. <laughs> they definitely going home. They're going to be going home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you all for, ch- for tapping in with us. Uh, you know, coast to coast, Wednesday, 9 to 10. I'll at us. Later. Have a great, have a great night. Great week.